Hey friends, today's episode is one that I have wanted to do for a while. In the first decade of Ron and I's marriage, we were referred to by family and friends most of the time as Ron and Susan and the girls. We had our girls first, and then there was a five and a half year gap before the girl streak was broken, and we proceeded to have three boys in the next four years. And so I am so excited today to have my two daughters, Erica and Alexis, sit down with me for a conversation about motherhood. I was one of those girls that I can't even remember not having the desire to have a family and be a mom to many. I told many people growing up that I wanted to have 10 kids. I'm guessing my thinking was that there was five kids in my family, which I always loved. So I probably thought that doubling that number would double the fun. It's funny because I can remember many conversations that I had with one of my college roommates, and she was from New York, and her plan was to become a lawyer. And these conversations were around her trying to convince me that I was wasting my life and that I needed to reevaluate my life goals at the time of desiring to become a wife and mother. She could not wrap her head around how I could be as passionate and, and as excited about those roles as hers of becoming a lawyer. And it's funny because I can be a pretty sensitive person at times and her opinions and her words, they never hurt my feelings or changed the way I thought about that because I was just, I was just so sure of this long held desire that I had. I'm sharing that to give you a peek into my thought process of my whole life dreaming about being a mother, which is interesting because I grew up the fourth of five kids and my mom had told us all our life that after having her first child, she was totally content to not have any more and could have never imagined that she would go on to have four more and raise five children. Surprise. (laughs) And as her child, it was always a little hard for me to believe that because she was always just such an incredible, devoted mother and just loved each of her children so deeply. And I want us to look at those different perspectives. And that's why I brought them up because I can see how we all come into this journey of motherhood with different expectations. And we're going to talk about expectations in today's episode. And I want to give you a heads up that um, the setup for the recording of three people wasn't optimal. So you'll notice some glitches in the sound that's different than our normal episodes, but you can hear us. And I am hoping that you will enjoy this conversation with my two daughters, Erica and Alexis. Are you tired of looking around at your life and thinking that it doesn't resemble the life you envisioned for yourself? Do you feel stuck in a particular season and your days just seem to run together in this endless loop of more of the same? Have you pretty much lost any hope that those things in your heart will ever become a reality? Or maybe you're feeling so disconnected that you don't even remember those desires in your heart anymore. Hi friend, I am Susan Beth and you are listening to the She Is Podcast where we talk about living life intentionally and trusting that those desires that you have deep down inside of you, they're there for a reason. I believe that the creator of the universe put those desires within you and that they are pathways to your purpose. If you are here for me to tell you who you are and three steps to living your best life, then you're in the wrong place. Will I share truths and practices that are super helpful? Absolutely. 
But my deepest desire is that I would create a space that allows you to clearly hear the whispers of the divine and that you would be reminded of things that I honestly believe you already know, that you, my friend, are here for a reason. So if you're here for more conversations in that kind of space, welcome. Let's go. Yay, you're here. Today's episode is a special one for me as I have both of my daughters here with me, and they are the two oldest of our five children. And I'm so excited about this conversation with the both of you, and I've wanted to have you guys on the podcast for a long time. And as much as our lives are intertwined and we do see each other, these days it doesn't happen often without babies and kids running around. But I told both of you at the start of the year that come Mother's Day, we are going to record a podcast. So here we are doing it. So yay for us. And I'm going to let each of you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Erica, the eldest wife and mother of two little girls, Ayla, who just turned four, and Ariana, who's 10 months, and now expecting another baby on the way. And we will find out if it's a full girl gang or (laughs) if we're changing it up. (laughs) And I'm Alexis. I've been married for seven years. I have two little girls as well. Avery is four and a half and Eliana is a year and a half. Okay. Okay. One of the reasons that I really wanted to have you both here and wanted to share this conversation with others is the hope that I hope in some way it'll kind of like pull back the curtain on motherhood from different perspectives. You know, Erica, you just celebrated your 32nd birthday last month, which marks the start of my motherhood journey. And I really feel like I'm blessed to get a front row seat in watching the two of you grow your families. And you both know this next thing I'm going to say, because your dad and I have told you, but watching you with your girls is kind of like rewatching history for us. And it's really interesting, the things it, the feelings and the thoughts it brings back for us. And so far, you both have followed in our two girl streaks. So we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks if baby Diaz is going to change that. Okay, so I jotted down a few questions just to kind of give us a framework of some things to that um, maybe we could talk about around motherhood. And one of the things that came to my mind, a question that I would like to hear your thoughts on, and I'll share what mine are, but what are some of the expectations that each of you had before becoming a mother? Alexis, do you want to go first on that? Yeah, I have a hard time. I think I had more expectations that my husband and I would talk about how we want to parent And that would be it. It would be easy. We would jive and parent our kids the same way, but that was pre-kids. And then, you know, now circumstances come up and we realize it's not as easy and we have to give each other grace. And as circumstances arise, we realize obviously we have different personalities and different temperaments and as well as our kids do. So I feel like for me, I had more expectations parenting with my husband um, than necessarily raising the kids mm-hmm. in motherhood. Okay. Erica, what, what do you have that you want to add? I think um, all of my expectations were pretty realistic, being the oldest of five, <laughs> and seeing so much of you both parenting that I feel like I knew really what to expect. But I 100% agree with Alexis and would say that that may be my only unmet expectation is that me and my husband would be on the exact same page on how to parent in my dream world. Mm -hmm. Even though we have the same values and beliefs, which is most important, just really the implementation of the everyday parenting 
the quote disciplining or teaching, et cetera, um, just in the day-to-day is probably the most unmet expectation because not only are you navigating bringing a human into the world and raising them, you're also for the first time navigating doing it with another person Mm -hmm. who may have had a completely different upbringing than you and different life perspectives. So key thing is finding ways not to just compromise, but find a mutual understanding, making sure that you both take what you want from each person's life experience and just leave what you don't. That makes sense. Well, I can definitely relate to that. Um, I guess when I was thinking about that question, my expectations were kind of like the how how they are going into anything. It's like I my expectations are always very high and envision everything very good, which kind of goes to what you all are saying. It's almost like I envisioned, right, having these kids and, right, having a spouse then that you're always on the same page. And, yeah, you realize very quickly that it is two individuals coming together with different personalities, like you said, Alexis, and different opinions. And it's work. And I think that is probably an expectation that I had as well of not expecting that it would be so hard at times, just things that you didn't think were going to be hard. Just like, okay, we're raising a kid. I mean, they're in doing normal activities. And it's like, there can be such an issue at times because you've got two individuals coming at even basic things in a totally different way. Yeah. You, you saying it's work. And this is something I wish I would have done more of before having kids is self work, mm-hmm. even though you're never really ready. Yeah. Like everyone, I have to get ready to have a kid. Like you mm-hmm. never fully ready or right. feel like you're ready. Um, but you know, if you are doing self work after having a kid, like for me, it was learning. It's never too late to yeah. like make those positive changes within yourself. Mm-hmm. So we can reprogram and reteach ourselves, which in turn teaches them because it's so important before having kids yeah. <laughs> or if you're learning it after, whether we realize it or not, just their little sponge brains are picking up on what <laughs> we say in our nonverbal reactions, our emotional reactions, our physical reactions, yeah. and just implement it into their own. And they repeat yeah. into yeah. a cycle positively or negatively. Right. No, that brings up a good point, Erica. And I think that is one of the things that I hope people will walk away from thinking differently about today. I think that is an expectation that you think you're going to know how to mother and have all the answers and do everything right, which can make us beat ourselves up when we're then feeling like we don't have the answers, which are most of the time. And it's like, once you're in it, it's like, it's very hard to give yourself grace because you're thinking I'm a parent. I should know how to do this. And like that, and there is this naturalness that is there. Absolutely. But there's a lot that you don't even know that you don't know till you're in the middle of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. So you've been saying that it's like, that's, that's the way it should be. You know what I'm saying? You've never done this before, so you shouldn't have all the answers. And I do think we do beat ourselves up thinking I should have been more prepared and I should be more mature and I should have a different outlook about these kind of things. But you like, that's life. I mean, we're always growing and learning. And I just think, especially as moms, we need to give ourselves grace and know that's all part of the journey of we don't know all the answers and we're still, we're still growing adults. You know, I mean, I'm a lot older than you guys. And I've joked and said that to you. It's like, I still feel like you feel in that, you know what I'm saying? That's life. And it's like, we're always growing and learning 
and I mean, hopefully growing and becoming a better person. Okay, we kind of touched on this and just answering that first question, but what is something that surprised you about motherhood? You know, something you didn't expect. Erica, why don't you start this time? Um, I think something that surprised me was the amount of perspective that I gained. I I just didn't anticipate that my life would change so drastically Mm -hmm. as it did in the sense of like how my approach and intentionality like shifted so much from what's important. And I honestly feel like I lost a lot of people pleasing tendencies Mm -hmm. after becoming a mother because my priorities shifted so drastically. And I was constantly thinking about what I would want to be modeling to a child Uh versus like before you become a mother, you're thinking about, you know, yourself and like, all your self motives and the perspective and motives behind everything I did were so wildly different. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that is good. Um, something I thought of was, um, I knew that it would be fun, like watching my kids grow up and becoming their own person. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess I just didn't expect to start seeing their personalities at such a young age. So I think it's been really cool to see them, becoming their own and growing up, um, into who God has created them to be. And I think it's really cool just to even see the differences between my girls and how different they operate. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. (laughs) I mean, it was for me with the five of you, because it's like, okay, they all came from you. I mean, me and and your father. And it's like, it is just so amazing because you can see the similarities, but then there are major differences and it's like, it's, I mean, it's so neat, but it is just kind of blows your mind sometimes. And yeah, it is interesting how, how quickly they start showing their little personalities. Yeah. I mean, from, from day one, really, you know, it's like you see the little pers- personalities blossoming. And and I think going off of what you said about seeing the personalities so early is seeing yourself or mm. parts of yourself yeah. in them, yeah. which is super cool because there's some parts where you're like, it changes how you react or parent to them because you're like, oh, that was me or that's what I needed Mm -hmm. or that's what they need because that's how I acted or reacted. So it's beneficial. Yeah. (laughs) Cool, but sometimes scary. Oh yeah, I know it is. Oh, it's, it's interesting that, um, I, I have people ask me sometimes with you, you both being girls, uh, well, ask me like, so which one of them is like you? And somebody asked just this the other week. And I was like, it's interesting that it's like, I, when I look at, but what'd you say? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think there's times that could be answered different ways. Yeah. Um, but overall, especially I remember when you were teenagers and young adults, it's like, I would answer like this and I still feel this way that it's like, I, I see myself in both of you and it's almost like different aspects of my personality. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, of like, wow, that's that I see this reflective of this is this side of a personality and how it plays out. So that's kind of cool. Um, okay. In thinking about this question, um, I thought of something that was hard for me in the beginning. And definitely, even though I feel like after I recognized it, I got better with it. It was still a struggle. It probably wasn't a strength. I'm not going to say probably. It wasn't a strength of mine throughout the parenting years. And that was my role as a wife. I've never been good at multitasking. You know, they always say, oh, women are great at multitasking. Men aren't. And Ron is much better at multitasking than me. And 
I'm like that like across the board almost with a lot of things. And it's not that I don't, and I do lots of different things, but I do them in a different way. And I can definitely tell with roles and responsibilities that it's, I, I don't flow in and out of things real easy. And I didn't consciously do this, but it's like, I could see after the fact that it was almost like when I brought you home, Erica, it was almost like a switch. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I'm a mother now. That was a, a switch was flipped and it was very hard for me to show up in the wife role. It was, I mean, it almost felt a little weird. I'm a mother, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I have this little human being that depends on me for everything. And it's like my mind and all my energy was going to that. And let me say, it wasn't like we were fighting and hated each other and it was like that. It was just like my energy wasn't going to being a wife and, and thinking in that way. And it wasn't until I really realized that I'm like, oh, wow, I'm not doing that, that I tried to be intentional. But it's like it wasn't, it took being intentional about it of like you're married and you have a husband. And, and let me say, I think probably it took me a while to realize that because your dad was so into you kids, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, oh, I had this major separation in my marriage where it's like he's off in la-la land and there's not a connection. I mean, I've said this before. It's like seeing how much he loves you guys makes me love him more. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't of a disconnect in that way. It was like you children became like the focus. And it's like, we, you know, we'd say we loved each other and wouldn't like, we weren't friends. But as far as romantic or like, oh, it's like our focus became, I mean, and I'll speak for myself because he maybe just fell in line after I was doing this <laughs> of like, okay, she's got to end the kids. But it was for me almost just like, it was hard for me to, to separate those roles. And I, and I, I regret that, that I didn't recognize that sooner, but, um, that was something that even after I recognized it, I had to be intentional about. Um, and another thing that I didn't expect was a, I, a recovering control freak. I say recovering <laughs> in faith. Um, uh, no, I have gotten much, got, gotten much better. Um, because another thing that I expected that was, then came to realize is like, I expected to have more control over my kids than I, than I had. And uh, just a few weeks ago, y'all were, were teasing. We were talking about your brothers and one of y'all laughed and said something like, yeah, it's been interesting for us to see how differently y'all parented the boys. <laughs> um, so, and, and I see that I recognize that and you're right in that. But, um, for starters, I was in, I was a mom in my early twenties when I started raising you guys. And so I was a different person. When you think about it, it's like, okay, by the time they came along, it was like, I was literally different age, different season. And what it, it did, it felt very different mothering them from the beginning, just age wise. But it also, what it also is different because of realize, realizing that I don't have the control and I don't need to have the control over my kids that when with you guys, it was like, I had to learn that. And, and I, and I've said that this to you guys of like, just watching you with your kids now, it's like they don't go anywhere without you taking them or knowing exactly. And so it was like, and, and I know it's diff this is different for everybody. So I know this isn't across the board, but I'm watching how y'all you parent now and how invested you are and all that stuff. And it's like, it's hard then as, the, as kids get older in a lot of ways, then it's like 
you're basically that's that's all changing and it does change little by little but still you think about how much you love and you care and all the concern you think uh, all the things you're thinking about every single day every single hour to make sure they're being nurtured and taken care of in every way it's like that's hard for that to change so then they're like you know becoming teenagers and young adults it's hard to lessen that control of you know, making sure they've had their snack <laughs> that they don't need as here, you know, not just those issues, but it's like, you, it's hard to then wean yourself from being so consumed with every life decision they're making and not caring as well. And it's not, it's not a not caring, but it's like, it was, so y'all were my guinea pigs of learning. Like they're going to, you know, they're growing up and it's like, you can't control every thought and action and you're not supposed to. And I remember my mom, one of the things my mom told me early on in my parenting with you guys, I remember her saying, you know, Susan, every one of my children taught me something different about God. And I, and that's so true. And I, and I'm sure y'all can already see that. It's like you, you do because you, you cherish and you love your child so much that it drives you because you see the end of yourself of like how you can't do all this perfectly. It, it drives you to God and to trust him and, that is a place I had to come and realize that God loves each of my children more than I do. And as a mom, I mean, that sounds so ridiculous to even have to come to that place of like, oh, really? You think God loves your kids more? But it's like, honestly, as a mom, I mean, it was hard. It was hard for me to say, God, I trust you with my child and I trust you with their journey. And I trust the seeds that have been planted and I know that you have a plan for their life. And I trust you with it. And I know that you love them more than I do, whether my human mind can comprehend that or not. I trust in that. And that's good. I think that is something I actually didn't expect. Um, mm-hmm. That makes me think about because I am a control freak mm-hmm. and I feel like I thought I would deal more with letting go of control and my kids are in their teenage years, mm-hmm. but I feel like I am learning that right now with my four and a half year old mm-hmm. that I, she has a little bit of control tendencies too. So we butt head sometimes with mm-hmm. that, but I think that I am learning that I can't control even my four and a half year old, mm-hmm. even though I thought I've got plenty of years to control yeah. her until she's a teenager, yeah. but that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And she is her own person and I'm just teaching her as we're learning together and we're both growing together into, you know, our own people and, guiding her along the way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, going off of that, I think I try to keep, try keyword (laughs) to keep the mindset, especially if you're thinking this way, like while they're toddlers, it'll be easier through that middle school, high school transition of like just having the mindset that, um, I try to think like in circumstances like that, this is how God feels with us. Mm. And he gives us free will to make our own decisions and we don't follow them or we stray away. And, and even with you guys, like instilling truth in us and like the word of God, even though there's been a lot of moments where it's like, maybe not evident Mm -hmm. if it's planted there, trusting the Holy spirit enough that it, the Holy Spirit will do its job mm-hmm. in the kids mm-hmm. and letting that go. Yeah. Okay. So what is something from your childhood or, you know, your, your family growing up that you thought about and intentionally wanted to take that into your family? Who wants to go first? Alexis. I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think 
the main thing that stands out to me that I remember is that we did life together. Like everything we did, we did together, at least mm-hmm. as I remember. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it didn't feel like it was because we had to do it together. I honestly feel like it was because we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that's something that I wanted to like foster and cultivate in my own family because um, I think there was just this comfortability that was created in our home that made us feel safe and like we were best friends. And mm-hmm. I want that to be in my family. And um, I think that you guys did a great job at making us each feel like we had a special part to play in the family. Mm. You did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I think most importantly, our faith and implementing that in our daily lives. I mean, that's how a lot of our mornings begin, Mm -hmm. even if we didn't want them to. Mom was like, (laughs) we're having a devotional this morning at breakfast. And then she would read, and then we'd all have to like interpret or share what we thought. (laughs) But that's how a lot of our mornings begin before everyone went their separate ways, which wasn't most of the time because we're all homeschooled and Mm -hmm. we were together for most of the day. But as Alexis and I got older and had to like, work. Our days started that way. Um, but definitely something I wanted to implement was family dinners. I feel like that was like a priority and we were all there. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, and we didn't eat till dad got home. Like mm-hmm. we made sure everybody was there and it was important. That was a time where we connected. I, I remember even during the day, like if I would be out or working, I would always text my mom and be like, what's for dinner? Or if I had a story, I'd be like, I got to say that yeah. at dinner, like to tell everyone, because that was the time that we all were very intentional and talk about our days and just connect. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> That's interesting that, um, what both of you shared, cause it's kind of like, we're all sharing the same thing about that. And it goes back to my mom. Um, because that's what I was going to say. The one thing that I wanted to take from my my childhood and my family growing up was how my mom was intentional in discipling us as her children. And even though she grew up as a minister's daughter and a preacher's wife herself, she never left it up to the church or others to plant the seeds and to water the soil of what it meant to be a follower of Christ. And we did. We always talked about as a family, being a team, I mean, our family, like, you know what I'm saying? It was like, that was, and it was, I don't know where that came from, but I mean, I remember your dad and I very much talking about that. And we talked about it with you guys. It was very much like we're a team and it was like, and it was fun. I mean, I felt like it was fun. So you said that Alexis, if I could, yes, we had our own theme song. Yeah, no. So it it was, it didn't feel like that. Okay. We all got to do everything. And and I've thought about this sense of like when your brothers played upward basketball and had a game, like, every week and y'all were always there. And it, I mean, we never were like, you've got to be at their game. I mean, y'all, y'all had, were working at that time, had other responsibilities. You were very involved in, you know, dance company. You had long days and responsibilities and it's like, y'all would be there and with whatever guy you were dating at the time, <laughs> they had to come. And, and we, and I, I don't know about y'all, but I had fun. Y'all seemed to be having fun yeah. too. It was like, wherever we were, it was like the team was there and it's like, we had fun together. And yeah, I love that. But I, I, I did very much want to bring that intentionality of discipling my kids, I always felt that way too, of like, it's not the responsibility of somebody else. Anything else was kind of like a supplement to that. And 
that whole team thing to me was kind of the same way about that. It was that it was highlighting and reinforcing the powerful truth about being the family of God right in your home. You know, so it's like bringing that whole concept of or the family of God into our family. And that can be hard at times. That's not always easy because you're together all the time and life gets hard. You know, it's easier when you get all dressed up and go worship with people that don't, they don't know that you just snapped at your husband and your kids earlier. You know, that's a lot easier. It's harder, but that's the real life that I grew up with and that you grew up with. I've seen that right in front of you. And I, I remember early on in parenting, I hear, I don't remember who it was. I remember somebody talking about, you're going to mess up as parents. You're not going to do everything right. And the best thing you can do is you need to admit it when you do. And that's not always going to be easy, but you need to admit it to your child and talk about it and, you know, model that repentance and forgiveness with them. And so we, we definitely got to exercise that with you guys and, you know, lots of mistakes, lots, lots of opportunities on both ends to extend grace and forgiveness. And, you know, think about that, that's still the case. And I, and both of you know that if something comes to my mind, even today, like of something in the past, it's like, I'll bring it up to you guys and want to talk about it because I know how it is when you're in the middle of a circumstance or something that maybe happened years ago. It's like you have one perspective of that and then people's intentions and what really happened can be blurry. And so sometimes when things get brought to my mind and I think about it, I'm like, I want to bring it up and I want to talk about it. Not because I've even been thinking about it all these years or if, you are, but I'm like, I'll even ask, like, hey, what do you think about that? And I want to talk about it because I don't want any of my kids, and I do this with Ron, uh, my husband, of uh, to go through the rest of their adult life struggling about something or hurt about something that needs an apology or yeah, some understanding. I appreciated you doing that. I mean, there's times you've been like, oh, you remember this 10 years ago? I'm like, mom, no, I don't remember that. That is not <laughs> relevant <laughs> anymore. But then there's times where you've said something that actually did stick with me mm-hmm. or you're like, oh, this conversation we had, you know, like mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And I'm like, oh, thanks so much for saying that because that's something that was like stuck in my mind or heart that we mm-hmm. might've had an issue over yeah. like when I was 18 mm-hmm. and now I'm 32 and I'm like, that can be released now because it's been talked about. Yeah. Um. So I do appreciate that you even think that way and yeah. act upon it. Yeah. Well, and it's not even, let me be clear. It's not even of, okay, let's talk about this. So you can see my point of view as your mother, or what yeah, I was no. thinking, because a lot of things I have a different viewpoint on, you know what I'm saying? It's like after walking through things, it's like, that's why I want to have the conversation because my heart has changed. God has, the Holy Spirit has worked, done a work in me. And it's like, I need to go back and apologize for things I said to you or, you know, one of my kids and the, and the way I handled something that at the time I felt justified in. And maybe I was to some degree, but still that's not the broader issue. The broader issue is we're walking through life together and we continually have to extend grace to each other. And even though all the of you kids, five kids now are adults that still continues. And if you're, cause you're, if you're in a relationship with another human, especially a close relationship, then there's always going to be an opportunity. And that's another thing going back to things you didn't expect. It's almost like, and so here you are, this is why I, I think this conversation can be interesting to all different places that you find yourself in this motherhood journey, because from your viewpoint, it's almost like you're, you're looking like, okay, I'm in these 
these years of raising my child and it's almost like then people see like this end thing of that. And it's like, we're sitting here having this conversation. And even though, yes, it's totally different, you know, my responsibility in your life, totally different how that is. And yes, you're my daughters. And so there is a parental thing still in that, but yet it has moved to then a a friendship in a different way than it was when you were younger. But I guess I am surprised with all of you that it hasn't changed as much as I thought it would change. And I say that it has changed the ways that I did, that I didn't, did expect or didn't expect, but it's, and I don't know why I'm surprised because I could see the same thing with my fam, my parents, you know, it, I get, but I guess you think, oh, okay, I'm an adult and the relationship's going to change in a different way. But I think when there is a close relationship that has over years developed, it's like there still very much is the mother daughter relationship and parental thing. And that's like I said, I don't know why I'm surprised because I mean, I can still remember even 10 or 15 years, like, like what if I was feeling sick thinking, Oh, I wish my mom could take, come, come take care of me. So I don't know if there is just this innate thing in of us that when you have close family and even now, you know, my dad, you know, calls and talks to me and prays with me. And it's like, I feel like I'm 10 years old and crying and, you know, I mean, it's a beautiful thing and it's, and it can be a keep growing and be an ongoing relationship that has to be worked on. Things have to be talked about and it can have the same challenges. I guess the point I'm trying to make is just because everybody's adults, it isn't like, Oh, we're all adults now. And so we're all mature and we'll never have any other issues. It's like, we still have to, you know what I'm saying? Deal. It's like, you got to take responsibility for and deal with each other. And if you get aggravated or whatever, you got to talk about it or work it out. And it's, so it's, it's not like, Oh, we all love each other and never get on each other's nerves or could say something to hurt somebody's feelings because we're navigating life. Together. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, even you talking about like going back and saying, Hey, you know, I wanted to bring this up or Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't an issue, just bringing something up from the past. But I feel like also sometimes that timing may be better for our adult life Mm -hmm. in the sense of now we are parents ourselves. So Mm -hmm. we can give grace in a different way Mm -hmm. compared to us maybe having that conversation when it maybe felt like it needed to be had, but we're receiving it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, and able again to give grace because now we're parents and you know, we're like, Oh, sorry, mom. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I think there's different things you can't understand yeah. when you're 18 years Absolutely. old or 16 years mm-hmm. old or 20 years old yeah. or 25, you know, like I think there are different seasons where conversations are meant to be had. Mm-hmm. You're right. You were mentioning, you know, the team. And I think that's why it doesn't feel very differently to you that those relationships haven't changed drastically because you guys built that foundation mm-hmm. and like a team, has camaraderie Mm -hmm. and even when you're not you know playing anymore (laughs) in the season like that team never loses their camaraderie and you have that like history and that like united feeling regardless of what season of life if it's on or off but um I mean yeah like even even now like mothering your own kids or just like questions about school or sickness like I'm like yeah let me call my mom or text my mom about that or you're like no I have yeah, a better don't way call me, text me yeah <laughs> I won't pick and up. same with dad like major problems I'm like oh, my dad can fix this don't worry like 
figure that out. That's, that's, those are my two main people that I go to if there's an issue or I have a question or a concern. And that's because that's the foundation that you guys built, which is the main thing that I would always want my children to feel like once you turn 18 and you're a legal adult and okay, now you're on your own. And yeah, we, we never, we never bought that. We never <laughs> felt that way. We were done like being parented. Yeah. Sometimes I wish that I was done being oh, parented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Just a short little time in the twenties. But, um, <laughs> you no, know, it's fine. Reminded me of you like sitting in the living room at 5 a.m. waiting for me to come home. <laughs> I just had a flashback of you sitting by the window looking out. I don't the even remember that. Oh. Um, and you're like, what time is it? I was like, Mom, I'm 23. Do I have a curfew now? And you're like, it's 5 a.m. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't feel that way. Like, I don't feel at 32, ma- like, too mature to call my mom about something Mm -hmm. or either of you. Um, and that's something that I want my kids to feel like they could literally come to me with anything. Um, regardless if they're six or 16 or 60 and both of your parents have demonstrated that on both sides and you guys have, and that's definitely something that I want my children to feel because I do. Yeah, no, it is. It's a fun, stage right now with, with you having kids and, and obviously your brothers don't have any children yet. They're not married and have kids yet, but it, but even like when people they're dating, I mean, it's, it's, it's a neat blend of still, what was it? We call it the, the OG five <laughs> that we joke about, you know, but that how, right. Y'all are still so connected, even though you're in different seasons of life, there's such love and respect that it is cool. I mean, to see, I mean, as parents, it's, we love seeing it of that, y'all still desire to hang out together and are still all very close and makes my heart happy. All thanks to you. Aw. Well, guys, I, I could talk forever, as you know. But let's wrap this episode up. But as we were doing this, unless y'all just absolutely tell me no, I think that some of the things we've talked about, different topics, could definitely be expanded on and would be helpful. Okay. Awesome. No, I would, I seriously, I would, and it's things I've talked about before. I think so many things that we struggle with is because they're not talked about enough in the right way. Even if they're talked about, they're still talked about in a polished way and in a tidy way that still can leave people feeling like, well, well, hang on. I don't fit into that. So definitely some things that I would love to expand on. So We'll plan that and um, do that. It, just in, in closing this up, you know, I was saying there's some, sometimes I wish that I could have had the perspective that I do now in my 50s at the start of my parenting journey. When I know, though, that would be impossible because it's only through that journey and everything that we've like been talking about and walked through all those experiences experiences that I have the perspective that I had today. So it doesn't work that way. But I do think of that sometimes of like, wow, how how different, but it's like, that's just, that's not how life works. So, but what I do want to do is from the, where I'm at my journey now, you know, I want to declare and shout out to the people that are maybe just starting this journey of parenthood, or they're in the middle of it, you know, in the thick of it. And are feeling overwhelmed by it, I want to say to look to God 
and to run your race. That's the biggest thing I want to say. Look to God and run your race. And don't compare your journey to any of the other moms around you. I think it's so hard, but it's like that's their journey and it's not yours. And it's so hard to not compare and of how how you mother and what your kids are doing. It's it it's so hard not to compare. And that's just what I want to say. Don't compare. Run your race and look to God for direction and trust the Holy Spirit to lead you. And that's what looking back sometimes and I feel like I did that to a great extent. But yet, I wish I would have had more confidence in that because I am kind of a out-of-the-box person. And, it, and now a lot of the things that we're doing that were kind of out-of-the-box aren't so out-of-the-box. But I wish I would have been... I mean, I felt like I was confident in myself and with my people, but it's like I wish I would have felt more confident in the decisions that we made as a family that, right, like, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, now in my 50s, I'm like, yeah this is the way I think and this is the way I'm doing things where in my 20s and 30s it was still felt more like I was trying to figure stuff out in that sense but all of our journeys are unique and we all arrive at parenthood from different backgrounds and circumstances and you mentioned something about this Alexis but I think that's one of the beautiful gifts that you gain from becoming a mom is that you begin to see your mom in a totally different light And you realize that the person that you depended on for literally everything and blamed and were disappointed in them when you felt like they were keeping you from living your best life, (laughs) you realize that they were a human being that had a childhood and parents and hard things to live through. And just, you know, so many layers in motherhood that are revealed in seasons And like we talk about seasons that when you're in the middle of them, that's all you can see. You can't see past that season and it feels like it's going to last forever, but seasons always change. And that's what we want to remind you about today. If you're listening to this, that seasons change and remind you that the God that started the work in you, which includes you and your precious family, he's faithful to lead you and to walk with you to the finish. So thank you guys. I love you. And thank you for listening. We'll talk soon. Hey, you. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to connect more, head over to SusanBeth.com and sign up and you will be one of the first to find out about anything new. Plus, there's a special free download available just to say thanks. If something in this episode did speak to you, would you do me a favor and share it with a friend that you think it might resonate with as well? And until next time, keep showing up in the world just as God purposed you to do. Because you being you is exactly what we all need.